All right, so if you happen to remember, we are talking about a sermon series for the last month or so about back to the basics and kind of taking these things, these big concepts like God um, and things like that and kind of twisting them around and trying to rethink them a little bit to get us thinking about what do we believe and why is it so important to us. Um, And so today, we're going to be taking up the theme of salvation. And of course, as with any discussion in salvation, our first stop is naturally talking about aliens. Um, Obviously. Uh, But first, to get to that, we have to talk about Brits. Those from Britterland. That's what it's called, right? England? Uh, from England, uh, specifically one Brit who lived in the post-war period by the name of C.S. Lewis. Some of you may be familiar with that name by the, I don't, couldn't tell, are they groans or were they acknowledgement sounds? I don't know. I, what do you call that sound of acknowledgement? Anyway, um, C.S. Lewis is famous for Chronicles of Narnia, but it is a not very well-kept secret that he also wrote a lot of Christian literature. The Chronicles of Narnia can also be read as a Christian allegory. Um, But he wrote uh, specifically theological works. His most famous, you might have heard of, of Mere Christianity. Um, That's a very well-known book, one of the best-seller Christian books in the last century. Um, But anyway, I say all this because C.S. Lewis loved going down rabbit holes. He was a very methodical thinker, and so if there was ever an idea that needed exploring, he would just completely flesh it out. And uh, I'm always fascinated by this one essay he has in which he just turns over and over this problem of what happens if there are aliens. And so, I mean, some of you might be familiar. Now, a lot of scientists think that the odds are very good that we're not the only life form in the world, uh, in the universe, I guess. In the world, we know that. Um, But chances are really good that some the conditions were correct for something else coming up. Um, It may not be, you know, what you see in the Predator movies or... Independence Day or whatever, but, you know, it's, it's possible that there's other life forms. And so Lewis wants to dive into this question. And so he starts, starts with this thought uh, that he says, well, if there are aliens, then I pray to God that we never, ever meet them because we just screw up everything we touch. And so we... Uh, he goes and talks about our history with Native Americans. He talks about how just we, even if we like to pretend we're missionaries and really pure in our intentions, we just screw everything up royally. So he just wants us not to ever know about it or talk to them. But then he wants to explore this question further. And so he, he sees himself as a very orthodox Christian, very much within kind of the mainstream of how people think about theology. So he's very much buys into this idea of the fall, that there was Adam, Adam sinned. Because of that, humanity cannot but from sin. You know, humanity, therefore, is sinful. And what he brings up 
is that just because we've sinned doesn't mean that other rational beings have to have sinned. I mean, if there's aliens, they could be unfallen. I mean, we, we talk about us being fallen and not really being able to escape that, but other, there's no reason to assume that, you know, somebody completely closed off from us is fallen. And then he, he pushes it another, another step and says that, so Christ was incarnated into the world here to solve our particular problem with sin, uh, to, to remedy that in some way. And so God came to earth in the form of Jesus. And maybe God very well could have incarnated in some other place as well, on planet, I don't know, Perilandria. That's one of the places he talks about in his books. Um, and, and moreover, the way that Jesus redeems us could be completely different than here. So you, see, you see this rabbit hole? It's del- I, I love it. I love these kinds of rabbit holes when it's just this fun, random topic that somebody just really dives into. So the basic thing that I think is essential to grab from this is this these nature of closed and open systems. People who talk about systems talk about them this way. So a closed system is something that exists as it is without any external input. Um, so, I don't know, say you have a circuit and wires and then a light bulb and a light switch or whatever. That's a closed system because nothing's coming in from the outside. Uh, an open system is something that receives input from somewhere else. And so, what C.S. Lewis is getting at in this question is that if you have a closed system, us here on Earth, and we don't contact those aliens, it's closed, we're not interacting, then what happens here doesn't necessarily have to be the same thing that happens over there. God can deal with, God's big enough to manage multiple ways of doing things. And as long as we don't make contact, then we don't need to worry about that interaction. Um, it seems really minutia, doesn't it? It's kind of interesting. But um, it ultimately, it points to this really profound question for me of can God reveal herself outside of this closed system, with outside of this world that we know, and that points to the question, is the history of Israel, because we, we have a book called the Bible that's all about this one geographical area right by the Mediterranean that's currently Israel, and is that history of Israel and the Israelites and the Jews, is that the only saving history in the world, in the universe, possible? And... and to me, that's a really profound and relevant question. Because, so for example, it sheds a lot of light, which I'm not going to dive into, on the debate between Israel and Palestine, and how do we think about continuity of nations and think about legitimacy of being on land um, if there's multiple saving histories. But, but one thing that this has come up very recently, and is a very contemporary issue, is how do we treat Muslims? Obviously, big news in since 
a year from now. How long have the candidates been going? A year, more or less? Um, especially with the rise of Donald Trump, a lot of this rhetoric and discussions about how do we relate to Muslims. And of course, there's a range of views, but I think this discussion about aliens actually has something to contribute. So if we talk about aliens, remember we're talking about what happens in one closed system doesn't necessarily have to affect what happens in another closed system, right? And so let's just think with me for a minute to other examples of closed systems that are on this world. So when Christianity started, the year zero, it's awfully convenient, the year zero was what more or less when Jesus was around. And at that time, there was zero interaction between that part of the world and Japan. It was completely cut off. It was completely isolated um, in that type of interaction. So those are two different closed systems. Or, or even more dramatically, Native America at that point, what, what would eventually be America, Nobody interacted until Leif Erikson was, what, 1,000, 1,100, something like that. And so, how do we think about salvation? How do we think about what God is doing in the world through Christ if we're in multiple closed systems? So, like, how do we think about Native Americans here before there was any sort of contact with Christianity? And this has been a huge question for Christian history, is what happens if someone doesn't hear the gospel to have the chance to be saved? Because in Christian history, you hear the gospel, and thus, you're saved. Um, what happens if that doesn't happen? And I, I think that leads to huge questions. Um, and for me, that also then leads to huge questions about what happens now that we're in a pluralistic world where these systems are interacting. And so we have this, our thing, Christianity, I more or less presume since you're here, you somewhat buy into it, and then a different system, Islam, and now they're starting to interact and they're no longer closed systems. There's now interaction between them and they inform one another and they engage with one another. And so, to me, this question about aliens really has some types of things it stirs up for me about how do we relate to other religions today? Do we insist that we have the only truth and that any other truths are subordinate to ours? Or do we relate in some other way? Is there some other way to conceive of how these systems relate to one another? And for me, I'll just give you a spoiler, you don't necessarily need to agree with me, but this is my perspective, is that God can't be contained in boxes. God shatters our barriers and our preconceptions of how things work. And so the minute we try and say, okay, we know exactly how salvation happens, it happens this way, and this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens, and then say the sinner's prayer, and then this happens, and everybody's saved. As soon as we start to say that and think that we know it, God is in the business of shattering those and challenging us to relate with others on a human level, 
on a level based on compassion and love. And so for me, when we talk about this discussion, about how we relate across religious difference, a lot of what at stake is seeing God in the world because God's in the business of shattering our preconceptions. And so as you go forward in this, uh, particularly this election season, when there's all kinds of discussion about how we relate across religious difference, to be crass, what we do with the Muslims, may you have insight and thoughts and take a step back to think, what if? What if God is challenging us to something else? May, in our discussions about other religions, may you be challenged. And may you seek what God is calling us to do as Christians. Let it be so.